0: what's up y'all <clears throat> excuse me whoo we are on three hours of sleep losing my mind head hurts staring at screens but we got some time i'm sure people want to talk let's take some questions stone come on. what's up stone
1: hey hey how's it
0: doing hanging in man
1: um
2: about um, the Lakers potentially targeting any buyout candidates?
0: The buyout stuff is going to be really, really crazy over the next couple of days. Um, I mean, there's been stuff flying around, to be honest. I haven't heard a Lakers target yet, but it's L.A. I mean, it seems like Russell Westbrook um, is definitely making a push to the Clippers despite all the early talk about Miami. Um, so does that take out like a, a theoretical spot? Like if there are limited roster spots, you know, in LA for veterans who want to go play in Los Angeles, that kind of helps, but no, I, I don't have any, uh, any pinpointed names for you yet. Sorry.
1: No worries. Thanks for all your uh, work. This, this you got it.
0: Fun. Appreciate it. Um, Zach,
2: surprise hey jake how's it going how, how are you feeling hope you got hope you got some rest i, I doubt you thank got you it. man how i got four
0: doing? hours of sleep i uh we'll see what happens tonight do you uh do you like the surprise call and just throw it out there let's talk
2: no i love it yeah i mean i i wanted to, wanted to talk to somebody about something <laughs> and what what's better than an insider uh just a general question for you here it sounds like you know there are a lot of like fringe deals that happened with just a boatload of second yeah. round picks. If you could give any just general commentary on, on that as well as if there were any deals that, you know, didn't happen that you were surprised didn't happen and if they could maybe be revisited in the future. So just those two things. So
0: never really seemed like Detroit was that interested in John Collins. Um, but that kept coming up. I heard some three team concepts with them too. To me, the Detroit Collins stuff all along was clearly that the Hawks liked Sadiq Bay and wanted Sadiq Bay and they got Sadiq Bay. Um but I, I am still surprised he went out the door, especially um being that like there wasn't a ton of power forwards moved on the more. Obviously the long term money is what it is. I am surprised your Dallas Mavericks didn't do anything uh uh, Subsequential to the Kyrie trade
2: Honestly I mean was there any opportunity there though Because it sounds like you know, it wasn't for a lack of trying I would envision they just had no second round Picks to trade yeah. But like is there any other intel To why the Mavs weren't able to get anything done? They were
0: definitely an untieble. Um that's a, that's a real thing um, What happened I don't know why they didn't get him Particularly but I can definitely tell you this The Mavericks had nobody On their roster okay. that would have presented a higher ceiling than Jalen McDaniels and multiple second round picks um, aside from like Josh Green. And I, 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 mean, as a Mavericks fan, would you have wanted to trade Josh Green for Matisse Thybul?
2: Wait, was that like what we would have had to do? No, I'm
0: just saying like there, there yeah, was no, no, really. no, of course. Yeah. I, yeah be clear. I'm not yeah. reporting that was a trade conversation.
2: Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, not at all. You're, you're trying to frame it in the context yes. of Jalen McDaniels. Yeah. Like,
0: um yeah. I mean the fact that look Philly wanted to move Tybalt for an upgrade and they definitely were looking for backup centers so McDaniel's ain't that and it's a bit of a curious situation in that you're kind of sacrificing Matisse Tybalt's – um uh sacrificing uh Matisse mm-hmm. Thybul's restricted free agency for Jalen McDaniel's unrestricted free agency <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, for the obvious implications of like you control a restricted free agent's market and you don't control an unrestricted free agent's market. Um, but McDaniel's is a higher upside offensive player, obviously, um, and he's younger than Teese, so we'll see what he actually ends up becoming on a Sixers team that obviously has championship aspirations. Like I don't think McDaniel's really moves the Sixers ceiling. Uh, or or increases their odds at a championship, which is what the Sixers are always looking to do under Daryl Morey. Um, But maybe they think that he does. and I mean, he's clearly a value play overall. So I don't think Dallas has had anybody there. I mean, they were definitely looking at um, both Bogdanovich's and the Pistons told teams all along they were not going to move him. And at a minimum, it required an unprotected first. And he's still in in Dallas, or he's still in Detroit, obviously. So, um, yeah, I I just, I don't, uh, I don't see and didn't hear anything with Dallas really that got close anywhere else. Damn.
2: All right. Thanks, Jake.
0: Appreciate it. You got it. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. All good. Alejandro, someone I see in my mentions on Twitter all the time. What's up? (laughs) Hey, Jake. How you doing? I'm, I'm surviving. How are you? Uh, thank, thanks for
3: getting us through uh, another trade deadline. I know you put in some hard work in.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. We're doing our best. We're doing our best.
3: So I guess my main question is, what the hell are the Pistons doing? Like, is I feel like Sadiq Bey is better than James Wiseman, and that they have a whole bunch of players already at the Wiseman's, like, close to his position. It seems pretty strange.
0: It is a little curious. Um, I mean, the word is that Wiseman has big fans, particularly Troy Weaver and the Pistons front office. Um, But, I mean, the obvious other side of it is that they just didn't want to pay Sadiq Bey what he's going to be ultimately paid here. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be um, – you know, a salary in in the mid to upper teens is what he's commanding, and the Pistons did not uh, have any inclination to do that, obviously. Um, so, I mean, he's another project, Wiseman, and they've been willing to kind of take fly- – like even Kevin Knox going out in this deal was a, obviously a former top-ten lottery pick with a lot of upside and athleticism that never got realized and the short tr- was time to take a chance on it. But, like, I think ultimately um, the Pistons are still kind of trying to thread the needle of they want to compete for next season for, for a play-in tournament position. But they're also, you know, no, they're very far from true postseason, you know, championship contention, obviously. So if they can take low gamble swings on high upside pieces, they're going to do it. They did it badly last year. They were awarded Bagley a super-rich contract that no one in the league thought he was really deserving of. Uh, so shout-out to Bagley's representative there. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really just uh, a play for, you know, that, that upside play for a team that still has an opportunity to take those those types of smart gambles.
3: <laughs> All right, one more thing. Do you think the Rockets is going to keep Danny Green, or what's going to happen there?
0: No, I, I, I would fully expect Danny Green to be – Uh, I mean, there's so many pieces from Danny Green to Patrick Beverly to you just go down the list. I mean, I'm going to have to sift through it. Funnily enough, my plan uh, heading into the week was to be, like, quietly working on writing a a buyout candidate article for, like, right around now to drop, and the list just kept – I mean, Russell Westbrook is going to be at the top of the list. John Wall is going to be out there. Like, there's going to be a ton of players. I mean, even like younger dudes like Goga Bitacce and Terry Taylor are getting waived in Indiana. Um, I would expect Dwayne Dedman to get waived in San Antonio. Like, there's just well, waived and buyout are going to be those are be, those are different things. I like someone told me to expect Russ to get waived, not bought out, for example. Like, because buyout obviously. Maybe not obviously, but a buyout uh, indicates that the player's giving up some money. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's gonna the list I thought that was going to be 9, 10, 11, 12 players long just got to be 20 to 30. There was a ton of activity today, obviously. Um, and, I mean, there's teams that still want to get better. So, well, Barton will get bought out, I would imagine. There's going to be a ton, a ton, a ton of talent. Um, and not, not guys that are like starters obviously no one's looking to find a a playoff starting level player on the buy-up market right now but there's going to be guys who play meaningful minutes in the postseason that are not um with the team that they'll be on in the playoffs at this current moment
3: all right thanks jake hope you get so much needed rest thank you buddy tonight.
0: appreciate you corn what's up hey
3: yeah, Jake. You how we doing Oh, sorry. Sorry for interrupting you. Um, But first off, I just wanted to say thank you for everything you do. You're a great reporter. Um, You know, four hours of sleep, that's rough. Um, I've been there. It's not easy. But uh, Listen,
0: guys, I just uh... want to say (laughs) I make a decent living, and I get to cover basketball for a living, and I've been sitting on my couch in my living room for, like, four days. I smell like shit. I have got not gotten a good sleep. But like this isn't this isn't a uh, a brutal. I mean, yeah, my head hurts. My left eye is twitching. I don't want to look at a screen again for a while. But like, it's okay. I'll survive.
3: <laughs> All right. Um, but anyway, um, you know, we're past another trade deadline where John is, you know, still on the Hawks. Um, I'm not complaining about it. But uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of tired of this discussion. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, there was, I mean, you mentioned there was something there, but I guess it never came to fruition. The whole thing with the suns, everything like that. But other than that, I'm happy that we got depth. I mean, that's the main thing I wanted for our team. Um, Bay is a great volume three point shooter. Um, he's a good wing. And is there anything that was mentioned about bogey or something like that? But, uh, that, I mean, that's, that's basically, yeah. about I mean, a
0: lot of teams are looking at bogey. Um, I I know the Lakers placed in a call. Dallas definitely placed in a call. Um, I'm blanking off the top of my head of other teams. Um, But Atlanta, like, they weren't selling here, right? Like, the Hawks, they got a goal to make the playoffs. And they want to try to continue to build a team around Trey Young at this juncture uh, that's going to get better and better every year and keep making posts and appearances and have that perennial type of expectation around the franchise. Right. So they weren't moving John just to move John. They made that pretty clear. And when the changeover happened or whatever terminology you want to use in Travis Schlenk exiting stage left um, in that front office, like there was definitely a message sent and communicated to other teams around the league that like, Hey, by the way, like, Haha, ha, John Collins has been out there for so long, but like we ain't just dumping the guy. So they clearly never got a package back that they thought was of value. I mean, I, the only thing I ever really heard was was kind of close uh, in terms of like a framework was stuff with Detroit and stuff with Utah. The Utah stuff was with Beasley and Vanderbilt when that went out the door to the Lakers, I it really started to uh, um it really started to seem like John wasn't getting moved.
3: And uh, just one more thing about Bogey. I mean, I'm surprised that both Bogdanovich's, or at least I mean, at least one of them didn't get moved. Um, is there a, I know we knew the asking price of Bojan, but do you know anything about a price for Bogey? I don't.
0: I mean, I, again, I don't think they were trying to move him, so. Um, okay, I just you know, knew he garnered yeah. attention. That's the only yeah. thing. Throw, throw New Orleans as another name that definitely was curious about Bogdanovich's availability, yeah um let's go to eric
1: What's up, first things 1st go okay, birds. birds. Let's go birds how are you how it's, it's super bowl week come uh, on it's it's a, a line's over. yes that's right that's right let's go baby um first of all uh i i like the Jalen mcdaniel's uh move i think it's a decent move i don't think they were going to re-sign diable they um,
0: didn't want to.
1: Uh, what do you think about the buyout market for the Sixers? Do you think it's like a point guard now? Like I know Beverly has ties with Doc Rivers and Harden. Do you think it's like Noel? Like no, no disrespect to Nerlens Noel, but he's like now the fourth center on a, the worst team in the NBA. No offense yeah. to Detroit, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, if the Sixers aren't
0: calling right now to find a backup center on that buyout market, I'd be shocked. Like. They know yeah. that's a position yeah. that they need to address. They clearly were talking about. Um, I mean, Serge Ibaka is another name to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there's no one that I think Sixers fans are going to be thrilled with. But they're going right. to be looking – I mean, Philly's definitely looking at those types. And I mean, their well would be just hilarious that joy. yeah, full circle. also, Jaleel Okafor is now back with the franchise in a similar capa- in, a, in a capacity with uh, the G League team. So just to have those three dudes right. back under one organizational roof would be something. And uh, Sam Hinkie would shed a tear. But I mean, Philly has had success in the past um of getting buyout guys, and and um, right. that that predates Daryl Morey. That that um, has happened since Daryl Morey. So. Um, they'll be looking
1: for sure. I just think, was there any movement on like a talk? I know Furk like it's funny, but Furcon kind of asked for a trade. Like, was there any talks with him today? I know it's like $5 million for a guy that's not great, but he can shoot. So like, there's a place in the NBA yeah. for him. No,
0: Ferkan's name didn't come up to me
1: or at all to no. Yeah.
0: But like I always right. say, like I said last yeah. night, just because I didn't hear it doesn't mean, I mean, I... Had certainly been preparing for the chance that Phoenix would come off the top rope for KD. Like, that stuff just never went away. But, like, I did a whole show last night, the two hours before, and, like, didn't think that was coming. So, uh, there's certainly, yeah, there's certainly things that get discussed that I don't hear about, which I think would. Uh, AJ, how are we doing? (laughs) Good,
4: good. Um, Just wanted to ask if you heard anything about the biggest trade of the day with Norah Hill and Ibaka going to the Pacers. Do they uh, – Pacers include anything back, or is it strictly taking people into space? And then uh, I know you said Terry Taylor Taylor and Goga are cut. Do you have any idea who the third person will be to get that move done?
0: Um, I've only heard those two names so far. Let me let me do – let's shoot a text here and see. So the question – because I have not heard they're sending anything out. Did, did you guys, they could have just sent cash. Did you guys send out anything to Milwaukee? No, the answer is no. So I
4: think, I'll say the only two other pieces that really be cut would be like O'Shea Brissette, which is still a piece of their rotation and. Like maybe Daniel Tice or James Johnson. like Yeah,
0: James. Yeah. Another, a, a cap, a cap dude on another team um, who's trying to like keep track of like every, every team has somebody, whether they're high ranking or lower ranking, whose job it is, is to constantly be updating the cap sheets of every other team. And a friend of nice. mine who does that for an Eastern Conference team, let's say, hit me to try to figure out who it was. And that guy said that it would make no sense if it wasn't uh, James Johnson or, uh, or O'Shea. So, I mean, I would think it, if they're deciding between the two, this is just an educated guess. Like, I would think it's it's the veteran who, who isn't, you know, someone with a theoretical upside still to be achieved in this rebuild, you know.
4: Yeah, and do you think that George Hill and Ibaka, are they buyout guys? Or are they waived? Or do they keep, like, George Hill around for a second tenure with the Pacers?
0: (laughs) I definitely think Serge Ibaka will be bought out. To me, there is zero inclination he wants to play for a rebuilding situation. Although, again, like, the Pacers are in the playoff picture. But, like, yeah, I... I'm fully a, – Abaka's been on my list since the beginning of the week um, of expected buyout guys. If it gets way thought out, I'm not sure. George, to be honest, I don't have that answer. Um, I could see him having uh, interest in sticking around. I obviously went to IUPUI, maybe just to hang out in the twilight of his career would be fine. I mean, he's not very good anymore. Like, I, I don't know – like, to the previous question um, about the Sixers' buyout chances, like, Philadelphia saw very up, up close and personally how George Hill as a buyout guy doesn't exactly bring a ton of value. If he couldn't crack this depleted Bucks rotation this season, I, I don't know if there'd be opportunity. Like, if, if he doesn't get assurances, back-channel assurances that – There's a spot for him. I could see him just hanging out in Indiana for the rest of the season, yeah.
4: Hard to argue with that. Uh, I'm a senior at IUPUI, so go go. Jags. All right, we're going to Adam. Adam,
0: what's up? Hey, Jake, how you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear
1: you.
2: Great. Uh, as you can see from my profile, I'm a Knicks fan, and I read a bunch
0: of things today of you know varying degrees of believability about the Knicks,
2: and I was curious if you could give some context for things that you heard and if you think they're going to be active on the buyout market. Someone
0: texted me about the Zach Levine stuff, asking me if it was real, like someone in the league, and uh, I don't know definitively, but what I will say definitively is that Chicago had never shown to a rival team interest in selling and they clearly want to compete for a play-in position and ideally a playoff position of course so any talk with new york i was not expecting that to turn into anything that would have brought zach levine back they definitely were in on og and i can report this that the Knicks contacted New York earlier in the day, or New Orleans, excuse me, earlier in the day um, about that Devontae Graham deal that the Pelicans did, where I believe they sent four second rounders to San Antonio. If I'm getting that wrong off the top of my head, I apologize. Um, but And the Pelicans were definitely of the mind that maybe that first that uh, New York was looking for would have been to send out um, uh, in a you know a, a further package for OG, but the Pelicans wanted a rotation piece like Josh Richardson back. They like him. They're not like saying that Josh Richardson is CJ McCollum, but they're they're definitely happy to get that guy back in return. Um, so. I don't know how close New York ever really got there. I mean, it never seemed to me like Toronto was really trying to move OG Anubi. Like I've said here, um, like there was never, like he had never really been like available to my understanding. Like they were listening to him and engaging teams on him. It really just seemed like Toronto was trying to figure out what team to put on the table for all of him and Fred and Gary and, uh, you know, teams obviously called about Pascal and wanted to see him there. So, um, at this point, with New York, like they got Josh Hart for a first, which certain people think might have been an overpay for a guy who's theoretically an expiring contract with his player option. But I don't know. With the connection to, uh, I mean, he's a CA client with the connection to Jalen Brunson. Maybe he will pick up that option at this point. I, I don't have that on any solid footing at all. I'm just kind of spitballing off the top of my head, but um, to get off Cam Reddish and uh, get back someone that has familiarity with the franchise um, is, you know, that close with the big star f- uh, free agent acquisition a year ago. I think is on the whole a win, even if the pick might have been a little bit costly.
2: Yeah, makes yeah, that
0: totally makes sense. Do you hear anything about potential buyers? Sorry, uh, um, I've only heard a little. I mean, Daris Arch is another guy that's definitely going to get bought out. I don't think he's a, a Knicks candidate, but just another name that came to mind as I'm trying to jog my memory here. Um, I mean, I would keep an eye on CAA clients. That's like uh, an obvious theme and connecting point. But for now, no. I that's uh that's all I got.
1: Yeah, Darren,
2: how's it going? I'm surviving, how are you? Darren, we have you. Just what's going on with Toronto? We were promised so much and we were given nothing. The whole trade thing was supposed to go through Toronto. But then nothing happened. I heard you talking about
0: it a little bit before. Yeah. Look, we have said here, we've written it at Yahoo, that Toronto was doing a really good job of directing all this traffic and holding a lot of conversations and dangling players and telling teams all along at the same time, though, that they didn't know what direction they were going to go in and that, there is was just as good a chance to be buyers as they were sellers. And we've been hearing Yaka Pearl since last trade deadline. Someone that obviously they drafted, they developed, and they put out in the Kawhi Leonard deal that brought him back in uh, 2018 for the championship run. Um, and, like, honestly, the Spurs got a first and multiple seconds and a good player in Ken Burch um, back for him. But that's a little bit better than I think some people really thought that um, the uh, the Spurs would have gotten. I mean, Peyton Pritchard would have been a nice return. Um, and the deal I was told and I saw um, Brian Robb right at MassLive.com was something around Gallo and Peyton Pritchard and... Mm-hmm seconds so to get a real bonafide first for portal was clearly a goal of the spurs and toronto had that and they've been looking for a center right rim protection has been a thing that rappers fans have been kind of clamoring for for a long while now and now toronto has an opportunity to see if they can make a run to the sixth seed just like they did a year ago potentially even higher now that brooklyn's you know brooklyn will be a Brooklyn will fight. That's one thing I'll say. Like the Nets are going to play very hard under Jacques Vaughn, and I could see them having like a fun Clippers pre Kawhi Paul George, uh, little dalliance here. Um, but like there is still this hope and belief in Toronto that this thing can come together. This roster they put together has such high upside, and they can kind of become like a little bit of a postseason threat. Obviously. There's a lot of doubt that can happen and there's a very strong likelihood still that they come back to the drawing board in the summer and all these guys are um, for the taking, especially as Gary Trent and and Lee are expected to opt out and become unrestricted free agents. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that Toronto largely did the opposite of what everyone was expecting them to do, I think goes back to the fact that Toronto put that a lot of stuff in the ether around the league. I'm not saying like leaking stuff to the media. I'm saying um I'm saying uh just in conversation with other teams and um sorry, I lost my train of thought reading another text message. But it also says that like they were they were telling um or they were like in on yakapertle and they're gonna to try to. I mean, they don't. They don't make that trade to not pay him. Like that's a. That's a. That's he's gonna get a deal probably four years north of seventy million dollars. Like that's that's the, the money range they're looking for, and like Toronto wouldn't have given up that draft capital not to do it. So that's one telling piece of what their plan is moving forward. It'll they'll definitely have Scotty. They'll definitely have Jakob The rest is definitely to be determined. All right, Raphael. We're going to my. What up, Baller SP?
2: Yo, Jake. How you doing? I'm
0: hanging in, man. I'm hanging in. How are you?
2: I'm I'm all right, man. You know, uh, I've been you know I've been thinking. Um, do you think that Slay and Bradbury will be able to lock down the uh, wide receivers enough? for the, the D-line to get after Mahomes? No,
0: it's a great question. Um, I haven't been following the injury updates. Um, where do we stand on all the – I mean, I know Hardman's out. So what do we what are we going up against here?
2: Uh, honestly, the, with the Chiefs, I don't really know even too well myself. Um, but it seems like – to me, that seems like the big game plan. Um, just make Mahomes have to sit in the pocket for long enough until the D-line can get after him. I am concerned about uh, Travis Kelsey a bit, but I'm hoping maybe we could put uh, CJ, GJ on him and uh, kind of shut him down that way.
0: Tight ends have, uh, have hurt us in the past. They've hurt us in the past. Um, and they, got, they a got a good one. one. Anything NBA-related before you, before you
2: get out of here? No, I don't <laughs> want to talk about basketball right now.
0: <laughs> Go Birds, brother. I'll talk to you.
2: Go, Birdman. Uh,
1: Kyle. Then
0: we've got James. Then we've got Rafael. And then we're calling it. Kyle, what's up? Hey, how's
1: it going, Jake?
0: Hanging in, hanging in.
1: So the Kings didn't obviously do anything for the trade deadline. Uh, Heard anything about the buyout market at all with uh, with their franchise?
0: Nope. Um, They'll look. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) how successful Sacramento has been in the past with drawing buyout guys. But look, they're in pole position to have home court advantage in the West. We're building something there. Who's to say? But, yeah, I haven't heard anything there. I'm sorry, man. Okay.
1: Well, I figured I'd check with you.
0: It's all good. It's all good. James? James, please take yourself off mute. James going once, all right. Rafael, are you there? Yes. How are you doing?
3: Good. Thanks for taking the call, James. I just had a a really quick question about sort of the mechanics of a lot of this reporting on your guys' side. It seems for a lot of transactions, Details come out on Twitter from multiple reporters within a couple of seconds of each other. Like, it doesn't seem like they're, you know, copying the previous reporter, but they're sort of reporting independently, but within like five seconds of each other. How, how, how do you think that works exactly? Like, is, is, is the same person from the team texting everyone in a group chat or something like that? <laughs> I was just curious about
0: that. <laughs> um, no, it's a fun question. I mean, I don't mind any group chats with other reporters, I'll tell you that. I mean, there's definitely. There are definitely guys talking to different guys, but like I mean, I'll, I'll say this: like, um, at one point this afternoon, a, a, a GM of a team, like like the top decision maker, uh, called me and asked me about one of my reports, and like, basically wanted to swap notes to see if he was being uh, upfront or, or getting upfront information from another team, and like. Um, we kind of shared everything we knew about things and then like stayed apprised at the end of that deal. And like, I was not expecting that to happen. So people, I mean, an agent will text you randomly and say, hearing anything about this trade that includes their guy potentially. And then you just kind of like, my approach is always to try to contact as many people who are at least tangentially connected to what's happening. Who might know something. Um, and then, yeah, like sometimes, you know, a deal like Jacoperto last night, like I knew that deal was getting done. Like it was just, he was in Toronto. They did not want him to leave Toronto. They have to leave Toronto. Um, the rappers wanted him. They have been wanting him for over a year. Like we talked about. Um, and I, did, I just, I didn't know what the final deal was going to be. There was various trade. I mean, teams talk about. Bears types of things like Mark Stein put it out there that Young was a name he'd heard would be the salary matching backer Purtle. I'd heard that too, but um, when a deal gets like finalized, um, sometimes it is just like you wait to see who texts who, and most of the time when someone is deciding who to text from the media to announce slash release the details, obviously it ain't me. But we try sometimes. We try. Kalen, and then we're going We're going home. Kalen, what's up?
4: Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, quick question. Were the Lakers trying to get, like, a three-way going with Bamba and Boyan coming back to the Lakers? Or did they move on to Bamba after they realized they couldn't get Boyan? Um,
0: I mean, Boyan, I think, just cost them too much. Like, the Pistons wanted an unprotected pick for him. And then some, and I, I, I just, I don't think the Lakers wanted to do that. I mean, they got the shooting that they've been looking for, um, and at, at, a, at a certain point, like they did their job. Now, people in the league are pretty impressed with Rapalinkas front office and, and the work they did the last seventy-two hours. Um, and by holding on to that twenty-nine pick, they get to make potentially bigger move with multiple seconds to trade this off season. So, um, I never heard anything of Bellion got particularly close down the stretch run today. Maybe it did, but I was talking to some Lakers folks and never really seen, it seemed like once that deal with, so last night, someone with the Lakers texted me, like a lot of teams are calling about Thomas Bryant. Um, it's like that, that's going to probably happen early in the day. um, And then when they got back all those seconds for him, it seemed pretty clear that they're going to be looking to use Patrick Beverly and seconds to go do something else. So that was pretty much it. That's pretty much all I had. All right. Thank you, Kalen. Thank you, everybody else. Two shows for the week. That's two shows. So unless we feel compelled with a guest on Friday, um, I'm going to call it. Thank you, everybody, so much. Another wild whirl around the NBA transaction map. Uh, it'll go crazy again this summer. I mean, as wild as this was, a lot of dominoes still didn't fall. A lot of dominoes yet to fall. And there'll be things and pieces that came up at this deadline that will be revisited for sure. I mean, Toronto will be at the top of everyone's minds yet again. Brooklyn having all these pieces to move. Um The Knicks will certainly go star hunting. Plenty of activity to come in the months ahead. Thank you, guys. Take care.